Are you a driven, ambitious go-getter who knows that your life was made for more? You have this God-given stirring in you to do big things and know that your network marketing business plays a role in fulfilling that purpose? If so, you're in the right place. Hi friend, welcome to the Legacy Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Scripp, wife, mom of three boys, speaker, and top business coach for network marketers. I'm also the co-creator of the course Multiply 2.0, a 12-week coaching program for those who want to scale their business in a sustainable way. I've worked with some of the top teams in direct sales to help them get results, and I'm here to help you. What if your purpose was beyond your paycheck and rank, but you were being positioned to leave a legacy through leading your team? I am on a mission to show you how network marketing can be done differently, how you have a life-changing platform, how you can overcome your roadblocks, have systems for success, and to give you the bold confidence to become the legacy leader. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening. So today we're going to chat about how to survive life storms because the reality is as much as you might look at somebody's social media and think like, oh, they have such an easy life or a perfect life or things are always easy. That is not life. Like life has challenges. Life has storms. Life has things that are unexpected and hard. And I think we need to be honest about challenges and when things happen that are not expected, like you're not expecting them to happen, or you're like, man, this is a really hard season. Um, And I don't feel like I'm in a hard season, but this was a hard situation that I'm sharing with you guys today um, because, and I don't even know if I would say hard, I think it was um, abrupt and shifted our routine and our life a little bit. And so I wanted to expand on this story. So if you have been following me on social media, I shared as the time that I'm recording this a week ago, I had shared about a storm that came through. And as I'm recording this, it was last Tuesday. So I'm going to share with you details about that. And then I want to talk about what does it look like when you have things come up that are challenging and unexpected and what do you do? Like, how do you not just survive, but really thrive through hard times and hard things that may happen? So, um, last Tuesday, my, myself and two of my children. So in our home, um, typically it's myself, three kids, Matt and my mother-in-law had been visiting. And so she was staying in our upstairs, uh, like bonus room area. And so, um, Matt was out of town this day. So last Tuesday, Matt was out of town on business. My son, Bryson, our oldest son, was working. He has a summer job at Chick-fil-A. He was working at Chick-fil-A. And it was myself and my two younger kids. My mother-in-law had just left to go out to dinner with some friends of hers. So it was just us at the house. And um, that following day, Becky and I, Becky, my business partner, we had, we do a launch probably about three times a year for our business. So we actually had a launch that next day. And so we had a, I was finalizing the PowerPoint and in my bedroom, I have a closet in our bedroom and our closet, our house is not huge, but our, my closet is pretty big. It's about the size of a bedroom. So I had, 
a desk in there. I had a computer in there. So I was um, working on my PowerPoint, just kind of refining it. And Adrian was sitting in there with me, just kind of talking to me as I was in there working. It was about, I would say probably five o'clock or so on Tuesday. And so at some point he was like, mom, could you stop and start making us dinner? You know, I was like, okay, fine. And I feel like the thing that I'm like, if you guys are like me, where you could just sit and work on something for hours, that's kind of when I get into that mode. And so if he had not said, can you get up and make us something for dinner? I probably would have still been sitting in there. And this was one of the rooms that was hit um, by the storm. But anyway, so he asked me if I can get up and start cooking. So I pause what I'm doing. I get up and I walk into the kitchen. Now, mind you, it had been like, to my knowledge, I did not know that any kind of weather, there was like no weather alert. There was no storm that was, that we were anticipating. Like I did not know that anything was coming. I just thought it was normal day. Like it had been normal weather that day. And as I walked into the kitchen, I, um, I started the oven. I turned on the oven and Devin, I was like, Hey, I'm cooking dinner for y'all. What do you want? You know, whatever. And, um, we're just kind of standing right there, right. As we're having this conversation, standing in between the kitchen and the den area. Um, the kids had let the dog out and right at this, this literally all happened so fast, but right when this happened, um, the light started flickering and I was like, Oh no, is a storm coming through? And I could tell, like, I looked out the back window. I could tell it was like getting dark. I was like, you guys let the dog in. So they let the dog in. This literally was like 30 seconds that this happened. Um, so they let the dog in, the power goes out and I start feeling like wind. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this just came out of nowhere. Like I start feeling these gusts of wind. Um, almost shaking the house, you know, like very loud, like gusts of wind outside. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So we were all kind of standing right in the same area that I'm telling you right by, um, the den area in between the den and the kitchen. And so I'm hearing limbs like falling. So I walk, we walk to the front of the house and our front area is the living room. So we're, we're like walking towards the front, the three of us and the dog. And I hear this boom in the back of the house. And I was like, Oh dear. Like our house just got hit by lightning. So I tell the boys, so Devin, Adrian Prince, I'm like, hold Prince. It's like, you guys come up here and just stay right here, stay in the living room. Um, and we have like this sliding barn door, in the living room. Not, not that that was going to do anything. Like that's not going to hold anything up. But anyway, I kind of like shut them in that room. I was like, okay, you guys stay right here. Let me go figure out what's going on. So I walk thinking, I'm thinking lightning hit our house. So I walk into the kitchen area. I see a tree through our kitchen. Technically it was actually a limb. I keep saying tree, but technically it was actually like a massive limb. I'm not talking about a little branch or twig. It was like a massive, like the size of a tree limb that was through our kitchen. And I was like, oh my goodness, like there's glass everywhere. So as it fell in, it went through like the kitchen window and glass everywhere. Like glass had, had like flown into our dining room. It was like everywhere, pieces of glass. And so I immediately call Matt. So he is, I don't even know where he was, Washington, D.C., something out of town for work, which is he travels. So I was like, 
uh, you know, telling him what happened. I was like, hey, Matt, there is a tree in our kitchen. You know, what do I need to do? You know, whatever, like talking to him about that. And poor thing, he felt so bad. He was like, you know, it's like you can't really do anything when you're not home. And so uh, anyway, so he's talking to me about that. And then I get off the phone with him and I'm thinking, okay, I just need to, in my head, I was like, there's glass all over my house. There's water pouring into my kitchen. Like I need to get my kids out. Like that's my immediately, my immediate thought process. But there is, there are limbs on our driveway. And so like these, I'm talking about massive limbs. Like I could not get my car out. So my mother-in-law who was staying with us had, you know, I said she had gone out to dinner. So I called her and I told her what was happening. I was like, Hey, we're going to all have to stay at a hotel tonight. And I was like, I actually can't get my car out. Could you come pick us up? And so she actually got Bryson from Chick-fil-A and then came, um, started headed, heading towards, heading towards our house. While all this is happening, um, I told the boys, I was like, okay, you guys just stay here. I like, there's so much chaos going on. But I was like, just stay here. I'm going to go walk back to the bedroom and pack a bag for us. I was like, we need to find a hotel to go to. So I walk down our hallway and open my bedroom door. You guys can go see the pictures on my Facebook, but I open my bedroom door and my entire bedroom is just destroyed. Like a tree went through my bedroom and, um, I was like, oh my goodness. I just see like water pouring into my bedroom, (laughs) the entire thing. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like destroyed, destroyed. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to my bedroom. So I closed that door. And then I was like, all right, let me go at least Devin and Adrian share a bedroom. Like, let me at least walk into their room and pack up some of their stuff. So I opened their bedroom door. Their ceiling is gone. There is rain pouring into their room. I was like, what in, what is happening? Like, is this a dream? Is this a joke? I was like, what is happening? So, um, I was at this point, I was literally in shock. Then my bathroom was destroyed. I didn't see that until the next day. My bathroom was destroyed. Uh, the kid's bathroom was destroyed. Like every room that I would go into is like damage, damage, damage. And, um, so as I'm, as I'm like coming back towards the front, I like tell the boys what's going on. I was like, okay, you guys, like everything is gone. Um, and right around this time, our neighbors, we all live in a cove. And so our neighbors, we've got like a group text going pretty consistently. And so, um, you know, somebody was texting like, Hey, how's everyone doing? Cause obviously we all hear, you know, the storm going on and the wind and all and our cove, like there's tons of limps, like all over our cove. And so, I, um, you know, we've got a lot of trees in our area. And so I'm, my response, I think I just sarcastically was like, ah, not well over here. So like, you know, within a minute, um, my next door neighbor, the guy that lives next door just came into our house and was like, okay, what do we need to do? And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful because you guys, I have never felt like, I mean, I've experienced trauma before, but I have never experienced a situation where I was literally frozen. I think I was just so shocked. Like, is this actually happening that I just wasn't thinking clearly? You know how, if you've studied the brain, one of the things they talk about is like 
the fight or flight and your prefrontal cortex, like that decision-making part of your brain, like when you are in that fight or flight situation, it just, you kind of freeze. And that that's kind of what happened. Like I couldn't even think about like, okay, what do I need to even do? Like, what do you do when there's like a tree in your kitchen and your bedroom and your kid's room and you know, all this, there's glass all over your house. Like, what do you do? And so, um, thankfully one of my, my neighbors, the person who lives next door, he came over and he was like, okay, Monique, like, what do you need to get out? Like, we need to get stuff out. And, um, it's so funny how, like, what you think about my very first thought was I need to get my contact lenses because, and my glasses, because, um, my prescription is very strong and I wear daily contacts. And so I knew I was like, I can go without clothes and whatever, like I'll be fine. But I knew I was like, if I don't get my contact lenses out, like I'm going to have to pull these contacts out in a couple hours and I, I can't see, like, I wouldn't be able to see, you know, until I had, you know, I had to, would have to make an appointment to go to the eye doctor. So I had Devin, thankfully, I was like, Devin, could you crawl through the rubble after we had kind of like the storm had had passed, but we were still in the house. So he crawled through the rubble into my bathroom to get my glasses. I wasn't blind. Um, and my neighbor was like, Hey, don't go in your room. Like, let me climb through and grab. I'm just so thankful. So he went through, grabbed my computer and just a couple other things that we needed, you know, that night. And, um, I told, uh, I had called my friend Lauren and I told her what was going on. And like, she is, she is like, I'm so grateful for her and her family. They literally took us in for eight days. Um, but she was over like within 10 minutes, she was over, she was helping me like, you know, grab just like stuff that we need. Um, and then she ended up taking us back to her house to stay, but I had another neighbor who she came in and she was just taking all the pictures off of our walls. She was like, okay, I'm going to grab all your family pictures. I'm just so thankful because I just wasn't thinking like that. And I had another neighbor who was like, okay, let me turn off your like electricity. We need to turn off the power. We need to turn off your water, like turn off the gas. Like anyway, I'm so thankful for them because, um, you know, I was just focused on getting the kids out of the house. Like that was my biggest thing. I was like, there is glass everywhere. There's water pouring in. Like I just need to get the kids out of the house. And so, you know, we got the things that were like immediate needs. Um, and then went to Lauren's house and we stayed there and the kids, I I think they thought we were on vacation because for the next eight days, they just like swim in their pool, played basketball, played football, um, had so much fun with their kids and they just handled the situation so well, you know, just didn't even like, didn't even, we're not even concerned. Like we're not even concerned about the fact that, um, Devin and Adrian essentially lost a, a lot of their items. And, um, anyway, so long story short, um, that's kind of what happened. It was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So for the next couple of days, I mean, we went back and forth to the house to grab, you know, I would think of things like, Oh, I need to get this or I need to, you know, whatever. Um, and so what we could salvage, we could, I mean, I would say probably half of our house is still fine. And then half of it, you know, um, our items were messed up. We are fine. So for those of you who are asking, I'm just so thankful. I am so thankful that nobody was hurt because I just keep thinking like the more time that passes, I was like, oh my goodness. Like I could have been, if Adrian had not asked me to come start making dinner, 
I would have been in that back room where one of the trees hit. And so I just keep playing that scenario in my head. I was like, what would I do if like I was back there and the kids were on the other side of the house and like I couldn't get to them and, you know, or glass. I don't know. I just, I just keep thinking, or what would happen if Matt were in town? Like, and he was back in our bedroom and you know, a tree fell on him or Bryson got hit. You know, I just keep thinking of like all these scenarios that could have happened or if the dog were still outside and which Prince did. Prince did get some glass in his paw. We didn't realize that until like a day later when his foot like swelled up. And uh, Lauren was like, I think he got glass in his foot. And I was like, oh my goodness, yes. So that was like a, you know, $316 vet bill. And, uh, but I'm like, minor details, minor details. And everything is replaceable. Everybody is fine. Um, uh, So I'm just like, I, I truly felt the hand of God like watching over us because at any point that could have been a different situation. Like my kids could have been in their bedroom. They could have very easily been in their bedroom because they spend a lot of time in their room or they'll be in their reading or something. Like it could have very easily and literally the ceiling fell on Adrian's bed. I'm like, if, the, if he were there, you know, I just keep thinking of all that could have happened, but it didn't. And, um, there was not to be dramatic, but there was one point where when the house was shaking at some point before, like my neighbors walked in, when I kind of realized all that was transpiring and the house was, was shaking, it was still storming and there were still limbs like falling. I was like, God, <laughs> like, am I about to go? Like, is this my time? I was kind of disappointed. I was like, is this my time? Like, I'm not done. I am not done with all the things I need to do. If this is my time, like, okay. But, um, anyway, you know, like, obviously I survived and it was fine. But that thought did cross my mind. Like as I saw, as I saw everything fall into my house, I was like, is this going to continue to fall? Like, is the, is my entire house going to be like, um, are there trees going to come through every single room? Anyway, so we are fine and God protected us, but some things have happened that just as the dust has settled, I have really just thought and, um, and wanted to share kind of some thoughts after things have, have happened. And if you are going through something that's hard or challenging or surprising, I wanted to leave you with some things to consider when you are walking through a season like this, or when you are walking through something unexpected. And the first one is be willing to accept help. Because I think we have created this society where it's easy to give help, right? Like myself, I see myself as a helper. Like I see myself as a giver and a helper. And I love like helping other people and giving back and serving. Like that's something that brings me joy. And so I have no issues doing that for other people. But when it comes to accepting, it's very hard. I don't know if it's my pride or what, but it's very hard to accept help and to be like okay with other people doing for you, you know? And so it was, it was very hard for me to, so my best friend, Lauren, I keep talking about her, but, um, you know, we stayed with her for eight days and like, think about like five people. Cause Matt flew in immediately after all this happened. So five people and your dog, like imposing on somebody else and staying at their house. Like it's very humbling to have to be like, you know, needing help and accepting help from other people. 
Um, so that was hard. Not having my car for, you know, two days was hard because it's like you have to call somebody for a ride or, you know, accept somebody driving you somewhere until they removed the trees from our driveway. And, you know, being in a position where if somebody is asking, you know, so many people were like, what do you guys need? And I'm like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. And we really were fine. We really were. But if somebody is offering to bring a meal or if somebody is offering to like do something for you or your kids, just say, just say yes. Last night at church, um, someone came up to me and she was like, okay, I'm going to bring a meal to your family. And you know, my natural inclination is like, no, we're fine. It's fine. But I told her last night, I was like, yes, I will accept that. I will, I will receive that. <laughs> like here is a good date. Um, and so be willing to accept help. It is hard. It really is hard. And for the record, we really are fine. Like we really, like we, we I feel like we're settled. Um, we moved into a, um, a place about two minutes from our house. And so it was fully furnished and everything. And so it made it very easy to transition. I feel like we're finally settled. The kids are settled. School starts next week. I'm like trying to get back into that, you know, back to school mode and get all the things we need for back to school, but be willing to say yes, because there are people who want to serve you, who want to help you, who want to, you know, do for you. And if you get joy out of giving to other people, then allow them to have that same joy by helping you. And so be willing to, to get help. The second thing I would say is there are times where you do have to take a second to deal with a situation or feel your feelings, whether it's frustration, whether it's, um, anger, whatever it is, be, be willing to feel those feelings, but also learn to bounce back, learn to be resilient because, there are people who live in a victim mindset and a victim mentality of, well, this happened to me, you know, this happened to me. And so, you know, this is just how I am, or this is how it is. And you kind of get stuck in that place. And there is a time and place for dealing with situations. So I want to, I want to encourage you to deal with your feelings and feel your feelings, but do not stay there. Like don't linger there. You have to learn how to bounce back and to to be resilient, like to take situations, to find the joy in them and to, to bounce back. Okay. That's the second thing I would say. The third thing I would say, and I feel like this is probably the biggest thing that I've taken away from all of this is you need to be more concerned with your family and how you are raising your family, how you are, um, how you are building up your family and building up your home. Then how you are building up your house. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. You don't necessarily build up your house, but you know what I'm saying? Like be more concerned with how you are building up your home and your family and your children and your marriage and the priorities than the aesthetics or the, like the physical of your house. And, you know, when you lose things, like there's so many things I'm like, oh, I just bought that and now it's gone or whatever. And it's like, when you lose things, you recognize very quickly, like that wasn't even important. Like it truly is not important. And I think that's a lesson that God's showing me through all of this is like, those things are not important. Like it really does not matter. I think when you walk through something and you're like, okay, I came out of this 
and I am perfect, like without a scratch, and my kids come out of this without a scratch, I think it humbles you to be like, this is what is most important. Like, I don't even care. I don't even care about the things. Like, this is what's most important. But I think we naturally fall into that. Like, we fall into like caring a lot about things and possessions and our stuff. And it's like, it is just stuff. And so I really want to encourage you to focus more on your family. Focus on building up your family. Focus on the relationships with your kids. Focus on leading your kids to the Lord, like guiding them, mentoring them, um, encouraging them, teaching them, discipling them, like be more concerned with spending your time there um, than on other things. So you might've heard me share this before, but for the last year, I've kind of been on this minimalist journey <laughs> And I was kind of like, when all, when, I, when we lost a lot of items last week, I was like, you know what? This is like expediting my journey to minimalism. For, so for the last year, I have followed a couple minimalists on Instagram. One of them, her name's Trisha. Her Instagram handle is at clean house with kids. You can go look her up. Um, but I have been like so inspired. She's got like nine kids and they live this minimalist life of just having limited items. And so I've started to like adopt this mindset. And for the last year, I have been purging. Like I have probably gone to Salvation Army Goodwill maybe like every other week at least. Like taking stuff out of our house and donating it or giving it away or just like getting rid of items. And anytime I bring a new item into our home... I remove an item. So if I buy a shirt, I remove a shirt. If I buy a pair of shoes, I remove a pair of shoes to just have like a limited. And the whole mindset is you guys need to go follow her. There's another girl. I think I'm going to forget hers. I think hers is like minimalist with Mary, something like that. Um, but the whole concept is like, how much time do we spend managing our stuff? Like, think about that. Like how much time do you spend cleaning up your stuff, picking up your stuff? Um, you know, taking care of your stuff. And so the whole concept is like, when you have less, you can be more present. Like when your kids have less toys, less things, like they spend more time outside, they spend more time with each other. And so I'm kind of a little bit excited. I'm like, Oh wow, we have like this fresh start on this minimalism journey that I've been wanting to, you know, I've kind of been in, you know, I've started that process of purging. Um, but it's just interesting that when everything happened, I was like, okay, like I am totally, you know, good with all of this. And I think it's made me much more mindful of the less that I want to bring into our home. So for the record, sorry, I'm going off on tangents here. Um, just to update you. So we did move into a furnished house, but our other house, um, we are still waiting on insurance to determine, um, how long that will take. Like they told us approximately nine months, but um, but we don't know. I don't know if that means like they're going to, for sure, they're going to have to fix like the whole left side of our house will have to be redone. But, um, they're sending a structural engineer to our home to kind of do like a deeper assessment of it. And so I don't know what that will look like. I don't know if that will be, I don't know what the rebuilding situation will be. So stay tuned. I'm glad I had this in a podcast and come back later and update y'all on, on all of that. But anyway, all this to say, I think it has just made me so much more mindful of like, I truly want less. Like I truly want to live with less, but be more concerned with your home, be more concerned. And by home, I mean your family, like your, your family building up the next generation, 
mentoring and discipling your children. Like make that your focus. Um, The next point that I will say is to give yourself grace. I think I didn't realize how hard I am on myself when it comes to, I'm very disciplined with my routines, with my habits, with my day. And when you're kind of uh, displaced, you feel like you're all over the place. And so I kind of was like, man, you know, normally as far as work goes, I have a certain amount of productivity that I do every single week. I'm like, okay, this need, these are the tasks that need to get, get accomplished to move the needle forward from a business perspective. And so I felt behind, like all last week I felt behind. I felt like, and it's summer, y'all shout out to all the moms out there surviving summer, trying to work from home with the kids. And, you know, obviously you love your kids, but it's hard. And so you throw in being out of your home. And, um, and so anyway, uh, I was just like one day last week, I was talking to my mom about something and I made the comment. I was like, mom, I have fed my kids fast food four days in a row. And she was like, Monique, listen to yourself. She was like, give yourself grace. Like stop being so hard on yourself you know, cause I felt bad. I hadn't cooked and whatever. And it's like, now I can kind of take a step back and be like, okay, Monique, like you're, sometimes you're just in a season of surviving. And that's what last week was like, the kids were just, you know, like I was not making home cooked meals. Like we were in that survival time. And so give yourself grace. If you're going through a season, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Like stop putting so much pressure on yourself to be, um, You do have to have everything perfectly because when you're in a challenging season, you just need to recognize you will get right back to it when life goes back to normal. Like be okay with the things that may not be, um, you may not be accomplishing during this time. Um, and I want to also encourage you to find joy in the journey. I feel like right now in this very moment, I feel so much peace and so much joy. I don't know if it's because our stuff is gone that I'm like, I don't have anything to manage or I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like so much peace and joy. And I think I just feel a even stronger calling to go out and do what God has called me to do. I'm like, okay, God has more for me. I am here and he has more for me to do. I feel such like, um, conviction about my calling and about helping women, helping women in the business space, helping women thrive and have the tools and resources to grow their business. And I feel even more, um, just focused on where God has me. I feel like I've had precious family time. Like, and I even feel, I haven't said this to Devin and Adrian, but I even feel like me, Devin and Adrian have kind of like have this little like bond of, the three of us going through the situation together, you know, like the three of us being in the house while all this happened, you know, I think it kind of brings you together and like, we can laugh about it now, but like, you know, it's, it was just a situation that I think it kind of brought us together as a family. Um, so find the joy, find the joy in, even in the hard situations, there is joy. Like there's so much joy to be found that you don't have to kind of live in like a victim mindset. So those were some of my takeaways from the storm. I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to encourage you with you. If you are going through a season, my heart goes out to you. And, and I hope that some of these takeaways are things that you can apply to where you are. And, um, you know, and just remember, so to recap one, be willing to get help. 
Two, have the ability to bounce back quickly. Three, be more concerned about building up your family than building up your house. And then the last one is to find joy in that journey. So I hope that that speaks to you. I hope that that encourages you and you'll have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to the Legacy Leader Podcast. If this episode blessed you, can I ask you to leave a five-star review and share on Instagram and Instagram stories? You can tag me at at Monique Script Coaching, and you may be part of our weekly giveaway. For more ways for us to connect, go to moniquescript.com.